Double Team Podcast. We are back. Nick Wiggins and Steven Root. You've got about a month left in the season. A lot going on, Nick. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, the games have been intense and fun. Uh, everyone's been playing hard that has been able to play. Uh, so, yeah, I've been good, man. How about yourself? Doing well. Yeah, you said it. We said it last week that these games are starting to look starting to look real, starting to look like playoff games. There's a lot of big games coming up, especially this weekend. Um, big one tonight, too. But yeah, I mean, today we're going to we're going to break down a little legal trouble, a little injury trouble. Um, yeah, Anthony Davis, the tear he's been on, KD being out, uh, the Warriors, the Grizzlies and Steven Adams being out too. Uh, Dylan Brooks and Draymond going at it. I mean, there's we could do a couple hours here, but we don't have that time. But uh, I guess we'll get this legal stuff out of the way, man. It's kind of, I won't say old news yet, but I mean, kind of is. I mean, from the John Morant stuff, where we are now, it's kind of all out there. But the news coming out that Colorado police going over the nightclub footage of him allegedly showing a gun in Colorado, which people were saying would have meant that he would have had to have it on the team plane. Um, right. The Colorado police are not going to file charges. They did not have enough evidence uh, to file charges. We still don't know. I mean, I think the reports are right now that he's going to be out at least another four games. But who knows what the league decides to do if they come down? Because, I mean, they've got some strict rules about firearms on team planes. You can't do that. And if it turns out that's what happened, then who knows how long he's really out. But at least four games right now. Um, yeah, he's just kind of stepped away a little bit. Uh, everyone's yeah. chiming in on him, Shaq, Jalen Rose, everybody, um, kind of has chimed in on what he needs to do and, and try to pull this together and stop, stop getting yourself in these positions because, you know, I mean, ain't going to do anything for you. Um, That's right. I mean, do you think, uh, do you think we see him sooner than later? Um, uh... <clears throat> I don't know. Four games sounds like a a good guesstimate of when he may come back. Um, I don't for the Grizzlies. You know, Brandon Clark is out the rest of the year as yeah. well. A uh, really important piece for them. Uh, look, when it comes to John Morant personally, I think he's a little bit of a clown. I've seen a lot of players have kind of stepped in to stand up for him Jalen Rose being one of them saying you know I was Ja Morant when you're in that position uh that that can be a, cho a choice you make whether knowing it's the wrong choice looking back maybe Ja Morant doesn't have that type of foresight just yet but I mean hopefully this experience because it was like week by week it was always a new story always a new story and then there was also the report that Steven Adams had a sit down with everyone uh, on the Grizzlies and kind of led that meeting to try and get these guys to kind of approach everything a little more professional, John ja Morant specifically. And that was actually the night of the incident at the nightclub uh, that led to him not now, now not playing. So I guess Steven Adams didn't really get through to him very well. Um, I don't know. I I was never sold on the Grizzlies anyway, even though they are there at the second seed in the West and they have been for the majority of the year. And I think most people will agree they're not con contenders. They're pretenders. 
They play hard, but they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. No, and you look at who they might play in the first round. I mean, you know, Phoenix is going to be without KD for a little while. Um, I don't see them falling off. I mean, Devin Booker just dropped 44 last night. They're going to be fine with or without KD for their, you know, remainder of the regular season. Um, but you look, I mean, they might have to go up against um, whether it's Dallas, the Lakers, the Clippers. It's going to be a team like that in the first round where I could see them easily being bounced in the first round. When you've got a team like the Lakers has come on, um, you know, they could be bounced in the first round. They're going to kind of slide through the end of this regular season and who knows how far they can drop. I mean, they've got uh, – there's still a few couple games up on Phoenix and a few games up on Golden State. They're not going to fall that far. No time left to do that. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're done. I mean, losing just the game – just on court, losing Steven Adams hurts a lot. You already mentioned Brandon Clark. Um, they were pretenders to begin with. I mean, we've talked about teams like like them, and are they just a good regular season story, whether it's them, um, Sacramento, Cleveland. I mean, teams we can't really just buy into yet as a playoff contender, really. So, you know, hope he figures it out. That's that. I mean, all of this has kind of been out there. You know, who knows how, how what the league does. I, I still think the league might come out and keep them out until the end of the regular season. I mean, what, that's that's 10 games, 12 games or so. Might as well just uh, do that just, you know, just to say you, you did something because he's kind of racked up a few different things to give the league reason to do something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've heard, yeah, I've heard people say they era. need to sign. It's a different era. Like, John Morant, this is in the 90s. This is in the early 2000s. Come on, man. You know, yeah, now dude, this all ain't NBA him. stars, they're playing Call of Duty on Twitch and stuff in their off time. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, I don't know how much time John Morant has spent in the streets, you know, with this. I just, he's not that guy. I mean, he's gotten, he's, he's not tried. not that to, guy, pal. You're not but, that guy. No, he's, he's just trying to uh, look like it as he's gotten a little older. He's not that guy. So figure it out. Um, yeah, that that's that, man. I mean, we'll see. But uh, I think you and I agree on, you know, Memphis's shot at anything in the playoffs. I don't think it's much. Um, another thing, speaking of the 90s, how about legendary Sean Kemp finding yeah. himself uh, not where you need to be? Tacoma, Washington, booked on a drive-by shooting that happened in the middle of the day, 1.58 p.m. I mean, Sean Kemp, he's had his struggles over the years for sure. Um, but the the Sonics legend Sean Kemp, um, you know you can't do drive by shootings. So what are you doing, man? Like, why you don't have any? Did you not invest any of that NBA contract money? Do you not? Why why are we? I mean, look, John ja Morant, Sean Kemp, you've become elevated. You're in a different class. You're making more money. Even yeah. Sean Kemp, you know, st statistically than like 99.9% of anyone. And here you are acting like you're. Well, Sean Kemp, we, we said John Moran ain't that dude. Um, to, He's just been flexing as he's gotten older. But, you know, John Moran not being that guy. I think Sean Kemp might be that guy. He's had his yep. issues over the years for sure, man, whether it's money can issues. You, can you not grow out of that, though? Apparently not. I mean, what's he, 50 years old, cruising by people in Tacoma, Washington. Um, yeah, so he's been booked. I don't I don't know what that looks like for him, but not good. 
just gonna just gonna throw that there. We're not gonna break down Sean Kemp that much. Um, right. But still, well, but still. you know, t- talking about John Morant not playing, another guy from that draft class picked right before John Morant, who's also not playing for other reasons. Zion, Zion yeah. is averaging throughout his career up to this point. What's it been? Four years already, or three? Yeah. Uh, yes. He's averaging playing 28 games per year. News just came out today that they're going to reevaluate, what, in two weeks? Basically the same update we've been getting for the past couple months. I'm off Zion, man. I don't care anymore. I don't care that when he plays. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm, I'm off Zion, and I think one of the reasons I'm the most upset about it is because I remember when they gave the New Orleans Pelicans like 17 national TV games. You remember oh, that yeah. off the Zion hype? And then he didn't play. And then the next year they were like, oh, he's going to be healthy. Let's give him all these games again. He didn't play. Next year, same thing. He didn't play. Let's just give up on New Orleans. I don't care anymore. Forget them. I'm off. I'm off on Zion. Yeah. I, I hope he gets healthy and works everything out, but I'm out. Well, that's the problem that makes it, I guess, difficult to give up on Zion. I mean, the Pelicans, yeah, you can look at them, and they've had issues with B.I. being out. And, I mean, they're the 10 seed right now, and they've, I think, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're no good. Um, but but Zion is so frustrating because of how damn good he is when he plays. I mean, he is that good, and it's just highly unfortunate that he's gotten to this point. Um, also, you know, you look at these guys that, like Lonzo Ball, news with him too coming out that he might need a third knee operation. I mean, you know, it's just he's not playing it, it again, man. He might not, or or does he have a, a Sean Livingston type comeback where he's something for somebody? I mean, that's that's what you're looking for uh, upside wise with with Lonzo. I like Lonzo, man. I hate it that he's hurt too, but but Zion, yeah, the, the amount of hype. Um, just is is worthy. I mean, the guy's good enough. When he's on the court, he is that good. But what will you ever get out of him? You know, it's just I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a total mess. But look, look I mean, this. I remember when Joel Embiid missed all those games very early in his career, and there were yeah. the rumblings like, "Is this guy ever going to even play? Is he even going to be good?" And now look at him now playing just about every. Uh, game of the season at an elite level and even with all those stories and him not playing early I never was out on Joel Embiid like I am on Zion he's just always hurt it's always something yeah and you you look at what's getting hurt and I mean it's it's no shock like yeah Joel Embiid's a a massive human being I mean he's a huge person so, like, those were real concerns. I mean, whether it's, you know, a, a, a big man and their feet. I mean, things like that. These things happen um, where it's always something. Um, but Embiid has definitely figured out. But Embiid's in great shape. I mean, for his size, he, he stays in great shape. Um, and we had the same questions with Zion. Man, that body is absurd. I mean, you know, Embiid's big in a different way. But Zion is yep. is big in a, a totally different way. Um where he's just a massive unit as a person at like six, seven, you know, we, we had these concerns, like can any of his joints and bones and his legs and feet 
can they support how explosive he is, you know, and, and the size he is at that size? I mean, you know, Embiid's a little more, I don't know if it's proportionate. I mean, the sheer yeah. size of him, Zion's just a, a load. And it doesn't appear that he has put his all into being in the best NBA shape. I mean, could he play at a, I mean, come on, 250. I mean, can we play at a 240, 250 and not 280? I mean, can he get there? Yeah, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's been, listen, I don't know the guy, but it, it just doesn't seem like he's ever gotten there yet since being in the league. And we've talked about it a lot over the years of how big he is and has he gained weight when he's out and, you know. Right. Well, and I don't with know, Joel Embiid uh, early on, that was, you know, during the process. So they're, when they're sitting him and he's not playing, it's not like they're competing anyway. So you almost yeah. were just like, you know what? They're playing it safe. It's not worth anything. I get it. Let him rehab. Let him get good. Yeah. But now I the mean, New Orleans Pelicans, if they had Zion, they'd be a borderline contender. I think a lot of people thought that in the preseason based off what they did in the playoffs last year. And now it's just it's just frustrating. Well, even like, the Pelicans without Zion, but a healthy McCollum and Brandon Ingram and Valanchunas and, and Alvarado, you know, doing the things he does. I mean, they should be better than they are without Zion. I mean, they've just been disappointing all the way around um i don't know i don't know what you do from here you kind of went all in to look like you look now to have this team so i guess they're just kind of in a wait and see mode what can you do isn't it crazy how it can all flip in one year like everyone was so high on new orleans based off last year and cj and brandon ingram and alvarado oh add in zion you know they're gonna be a top four seed and you remember at the beginning of this year, they were really rolling for a little bit. And then they fell off. And now everyone's kind of pretty healthy other than Zion. They're still not winning. Now they're down to the 10 seed. I think they're probably going to make the playoffs. But I don't know. Like, it's just crazy how quick the narrative can flip on a team. Being like maybe the youngest, hottest team with the highest upside to now you're like oh man what do we do do we fire the coach do we blow it up do we yeah i don't know i mean but to the player i mean it's it is i mean it's just unfortunate that he can't his body can't keep him on the court i mean there's a story coming out about greg odin and uh how long it took him to be in an okay place mentally i mean it got so bad where he wouldn't come out of the house for for days and weeks at a time just because of you know the amount of pressure that was on him that he ultimately didn't live up to or his body couldn't couldn't let him live up to and you know he's it's been a lot of years since he was drafted and he still fought with this and finally reached a point where now he says he's got some peace but it's a it's a bad deal for a lot of players I mean Lonzo was hyped up you know Magic Johnson jersey in the rafters Hyped up as much as you can be hyped up, but here you go. How many games does he play that he that he could have played? Um, so yeah, the unfortunate part of it is there. Um, but then you can start looking at what the team does, and you know, it's just you feel bad for these guys. And uh I, I just I don't know where you go from here if you're New Orleans. I, I guess you just wait and see. But like a Derrick Rose who went through absolute hell with his body at Sean Livingston, the worst injury, one of the worst injuries you'll watch. These guys have an opportunity. Like, those guys had an opportunity, whether it's Livingston or Rose, to come back and fit in as a as a role player 
for the yeah, teams but they with, were. With Derrick Rose, though, he had already won an MVP and been a legitimate starter for a long time. I say long time, at least four, you know, four or five seasons of legit elite play. And then yeah. the injuries came. We True. have yet to see that from Zion. We we've yet I mean, we've seen the elite play, but it's not consistent because he's just not on the floor. The dude's averaging playing twenty-eight games every year that he's been in the league. And I mean, if you're playing twenty-eight out of eighty-two games a season, what are we paying yeah. you for? Like, and then you gotta just do some like, is it a is it an organization thing? Are they doing something wrong with how they're working his body? Is it just a you know what, man? You're just a guy that's just going to get broken down easily. You are like a Greg Oden. I don't want to wish anything on the guy like Greg Oden's dealing with, but you know, as an organization, if you can tell that it's going that way, then you need to go ahead and cut your losses and and readjust and see what you can get value-wise maybe out of a return. Yeah. Because I look, I don't know how many New Orleans Pelicans fans they are, but I know they have to be very frustrated with how this is all played out. Oh, no doubt. But I mean, like I was bringing up Livingston and Rose, like they were able to later in their careers be great role players. And uh, I don't know how, how Zion fits is, I, I don't know. There's something in my mind. I don't see how he could be a, I know their games are nothing similar. That's not what I'm trying to compare the games of like Sean Livingston Z to Zion. Zion's athleticism is his game. So yeah. Derek Rose was an elite ball handler High IQ, decent shooter, good score, all that. Uh, same with Livingston. So when they lost their legs a little bit, they're still able to kind of use that skill to get what they want. Zion definitely has skill. There's no question in that, but Zion doesn't shoot at all. Zion uses his athletic ability and his body to his advantage, but that same body that he uses to that he uses to his advantage is now a disadvantage because it's keeping him off the court. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. But again, I think this is going to continue to drag on forever. I mean, that's all it's been. It's going to keep being that way. Uh, he's just not going to get over this. I guess if he were to absolutely do everything in his power to change what his body looks like, um, he could still be Zion and be 40 pounds lighter. I mean, he could still lose a lot of weight and that's at the, end of the day what else do you have that you can do to stop this from happening all the time or at least help your you know help your case to at least be on the court i mean it's lose a bunch of weight and hope your hope your bones thank you for it and your ligaments thank you for it um that's, that's, that's about not all a guarantee got. man dude could no. come in 40 pounds lighter and and get injured right away again yeah, I mean, so, it's and you know, the, it's always the it's report. Important. It's like we're going to reevaluate in two weeks. We're going to reevaluate in two weeks. Can you just tell me he's got an injury and he's out all year? Like, yeah, it's just yeah. annoying. I hate the mystery that's been around his injuries too. Yeah. I hate the reevaluation. We were always getting the same headline all the time, and and never means it, it's just beating around the bush. No one's ever actually telling us what it is. Um, oh, well, I mean, injuries are horrible. You hate to see it, yeah. but speaking team, of another horrible, for it. Yeah, speaking of another horrible injury, um, nowhere near on the level of a Zion, hopefully. Uh, Kevin Durant was supposed to have his home debut in Phoenix um, against the Thunder. And in the warm-ups, he slipped uh, while doing a layup and rolled his ankle. Um, I don't know if they have an official diagnosis, if it's a high ankle sprain or what, but Kevin Durant's out the rest of the regular season. 
and they're hoping they can get him at, uh, back at the beginning of the playoffs, but he may miss some of that too. That's a pretty big hit to the Suns' aspirations, right? I mean, they're not going to fall off, like you said. They're gonna, they're still a good team even without him. But, you know, when you add K, a healthy KD, you're thinking, okay, this is by far the best team in the NBA, no question. But now that he's hurt and he's got this issue, I don't know. What do you think? Are they just playing it safe because they know they're going to get in? or? I mean, I think, think they have serious? the luxury too. They have the luxury to play it safe. I mean, when Booker's dropping 44 and – I mean, look, they were playing the Thunder. So, you know, they were able to wipe the floor with them. Um, but, I mean, they're not going to drop that far. That's just not going to happen. They could go 500 to the rest of the regular season and be fine. Um, you know, I I don't worry about it a ton. If he's able to come back for the playoffs, for round one of the playoffs, I'm not going to worry about it a lot. I think he's the kind of dude that can slide right back in and be all right. Even though they haven't had a ton of time to play with each other yet, I kind of just trust those players to figure it out. We've already talked about that, that I you know, thought that he's the kind of guy and Chris Paul and, and all those players have something there with them that they can just figure it out immediately. I mean, they're not throwing in a, uh, a while. I don't know, but I just trust that they'll be fine whenever they get him back. Um, you know, it's not not ideal, but they're not going to drop in the West. They're going to be just fine. Um, you you know, think you that, that lack injury. of you think that lack of reps, though, you know, not playing together in the regular season, only playing like three or three games or something together. And then all of a sudden just plugging him in in like the middle of the first round. You think that that's going to work? I mean, obviously you can plug Katie in anywhere, anytime, but I don't know. Playoffs. Can Can you just play a have a new star join that you only have three games of reps with and just be fine. I just, I think they can, I don't, I don't think that, you know, other teams or, or plugging in other players, it would be as easy as plugging in KD with these guys. I mean, they're just, they're older, they're veterans. They, I think I just, I don't know exactly what it is, but I trust that they'll be just fine whenever they get them back. I mean, they're going to be really good until they get them back. Um, yeah, I just, something there that I just blindly trust that they'll be fine and figure it out. You know, I just, I'm not going to worry about that that much, whether it was somebody else that was having to join their new team and slide in. I just think it's the ideal situation to have Kevin Durant slide in and he'll figure out how to play with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I just don't worry about that at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the just want to touch on this real quick, Mikhail Bridges, uh, yeah. I saw a stat. He's actually the first ever player to be traded and in his first 10 games be 50, 40, 90. So wow. Brooklyn's got to be pretty happy about that, even though they're shutting down Ben Simmons. Oh, and Cam Thomas. Yeah. Uh, so the past three games, Cam Thomas played seven minutes, seven minutes. Now he's got a DNP. And that's after when he averaged like 40 points every game for a week. We talked <laughs> about that one interview uh, where they were talking about him adjusting to the role and he was super grumpy and unhappy. Well, Jacques yeah. Vaughn, I guess, just isn't dealing with it anymore because now the dude don't get play time. He doesn't play team basketball. He doesn't pass. He doesn't defend. The guy can get buckets, no question, but... Uh, even Jacques Vaughn will tell you, you know, in those games where he was shooting super efficiently and scoring 40, they didn't win. Yeah, I love Jacques Vaughn. I, I, he's one of my favorite coaches in the league. He'll kind of 
he'll kind of keep it real. But Cam Thomas, I mean, you're on a young team. All these guys are trying to, you know, it's a big point in the career of all these young players, um, you know, and you kind of were gifted this opportunity to still be in the playoffs, still sitting at number six in the East. Um, but all that talent kind of left. And now it's a team of, of mostly young guys that have a huge opportunity. And yeah, if you're not going to take that opportunity, this is what happens. DNP. And, you know, Cam Thomas, we've, checked his attitude before and it hadn't been great so i don't know exactly what's happened to to lead him here but you can kind of look at what's already happened and figure out maybe why uh you better buy I, in you but be yeah no i i don't know it's like the talents there just the the attitude is horrible maybe one of the worst that i've just seen openly in the nba yeah like, when was the last time you just saw someone pouting like that? Just straight up pouting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what what have you really Nets... done? Like, yeah, you dropped 50. Okay, I mean, you, you're putting up some points. But what have you done, man? This is your opportunity to, to play on a young team and be a part of it. And nah, you're just worried about yourself. So, And on that interview that we talked about on uh, one of our other episodes, that was on a night where Mikhail had like 45 or something. And they were asking him about that, and he, he seemed grumpy that he wasn't the one that had 45. I don't know, yeah. man. I think I may be off on Cam Thomas. Just You can just tell, like, same with Ben Simmons and the way that people they answer questions and hold themselves accountable to things. It's just, well, I mean, like a I, loser I like mentality. Doing, I, I like Jacques Vaughn doing this. I mean, shut down Ben Simmons. Shut down Cam Thomas. You don't want to be a part of it, then all right, you're out. We've still got an opportunity to show teams who we are in the playoffs. I mean, their season is not done and not going to be for a little while. And Mikael Bridge is one of the best stories in the league. I mean, superstar already for, for the new team. Yeah. You know, role player to superstar for his team. And he's doing it. I mean, he, he's putting up major numbers and they're not losing. I mean, they're, they're hanging around. They're around 500 in the past 10, but, but still, they're just hanging around in that playoff spot. They were kind of gifted by their previous talent. Um, you know, do are they going to do anything in the playoffs? Not, nah, but look, you've got an opportunity to showcase who you are. Cam Thomas, you don't because you can't buy in. It seems like we don't know if something else happened, but that's what it looked like. He's already given us reasons to say what we're saying. Um, uh, you know, so tough on him. You got to you got to grow up. You got to figure it out. He hasn't done that yet. The talent's there. Maybe he does, but I like Jacques Vaughn doing this. Get the distractions out of the way. Ben Simmons, you are irrelevant. You are nothing to this team, and you're not going to be. Go sit somewhere else. We're going to continue to do our thing, and that's it. I respect Jacques Vaughn for doing that, not trying to play your money guy. Um, it's just it's the right thing to do for the players that are bought in, that are giving it their all, and trying to keep the thing afloat and get everyone out of the way that isn't. No, man, I totally agree. It's the right way to, to go about it. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate that, uh, James Harden is out in Philly averaging almost like 15 assists a game, um, over the past couple games and in return for just making James Harden happy. Now you have this guy making a max deal who can't even make your rotation, probably wouldn't even make a roster around most of the league. No. Like after, I don't know if they're going to figure out a way to cut him or, or do something with him. But once this contract is over, 
I don't know if we're going to see Ben Simmons again. I I don't like saying this, but I don't want to. <laughs> I'm done seeing him. I'm done talking about him. I'm done, done seeing him. It's just absurd, his career arc. I can't even say that. It hasn't really been that. So it, it's he just broke that man. Yeah, I, it, it's unfortunate. I hope the dude's okay as a person, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sick of talking about it, but all know, right. Well, let's talk just... about a different, um, you know, Ben Simmons. He was once a defensive player of the year candidate, uh, a great passer, ball handler. We thought, well, now there is someone who is a great passer, ball handler. He shoots a lot of threes and an elite defender. I'm talking about two-way Trey. Two-way Trey. Yo, this guy is, is defending like an animal, man. He looks like Jose Alvarado out there. Dude is just running around. He's full-court pressing people. Uh, Just for no reason. He's averaging- that cardio in. That's right. He's averaging like 2.5 steals over his last 10 games. He actually has more steals on the season than Drew Holiday. Um, Look, Trey Young's a small guy. We all know that. But you have to do as best you can with what you got. And lately, the guy has utilized the talents that he has to help out in on defense in ways that only he can. He knows he's fast. He knows how to play pass lanes, kind of hide behind people, sneak around, and that's what he's been doing. He's just been being an annoying pest on defense, just running around, annoying the hell out of people, and it's been working. He's looked good on offense. I'm really proud and happy and excited. Last night against the Wizards, he went straight clutch mode, finished with 28 and 10. I think he only missed like three shots. He didn't even get to the line, barely any. If Trey Young, if Quinn Snyder can keep untapping what he is right now in Trey Young's potential, this is the top 10 player in the NBA right here. And I can't wait. I'm excited to, uh, See it all come to fruition. It makes yeah. me happy to see him running around and trying and being empowered by his coach. And it's just exciting to see, man. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll let you get all that out of your system. Talking about a, Am a I team wrong? Am 500 I wrong? over their last 10, still an eight seed in the East, like they're relevant at all. But okay, I hear you, buddy. They I, are the same, hey, same record as the Mavs. I, well, and everyone okay. loved talking about Luca and Kyrie. I don't. They haven't figured out how to win. I mean, they haven't figured out how to win together. But look, I, look you're right. Man, Trey Young's, right. Trey Young's the reason. most disrespected player in the NBA, okay? So I got to show him some flowers right. whenever he earns them. And, well, and give it to Quinn Snyder for bringing out a new look. I mean, that's that's what's worth talking about is Quinn Snyder getting that getting what was necessary to get out of Trey Young. I mean, that's what people have said about him is the body language, the the lack of ability to do anything other than score and i mean the assist numbers are there too i mean we know he's a great player um but there's just questions about the the personality and the try hard you know uh, you but, gotta blame the uh, coach man look day one yeah. trey young walks into that locker room with lloyd pierce as the coach one of the worst head coaches of all time yeah he walks in all of a sudden he's top dog kid was 19 years old walks into an nba uh team and he's the best and it's always been that 
And then you bring in Nate McMillan, and he just didn't care about anything. Just let them play. There was no structure, no anything. Right. That frustrated Trey Young because he wants to win. He wants to get better. He wants to have a coach chew his ass out so he knows what to do and, and how to improve. And now he has well, that, and I'm excited. I, that's what I said. That's what I said. Bringing in Quinn Snyder was it was going to be a a telling thing how Trey Young reacted, and here it is. It's all positive. So that is relevant. That is real. And I I'm a have been a big Quinn Snyder fan. I thought they could do no wrong at all by bringing him in. So that's what you wanted to see. And so far all, all positive. And yeah, they'll they'll be hard forever they have to play in the playoffs, but you know, I'm just keep it up. It's just been a few games, sure, but keep it up. So far so good. Yeah. No, I'm feeling that's your good. Guy. Man. You. I'm feeling I know, good. I know. I'm feeling good. I know. I'll let you get that get that out there. <laughs> Jalen Johnson you, looks good too. Yeah. Uh, Nate McMillan didn't even let him get the ball, and now Quinn Snyder's got him running plays and running up the court on fast breaks, dribbling. Like, it's just nice to have a coach that's not an idiot. Um, a yeah. lot of times, and maybe I'm being a little broad here, but when you have those coaches who may have been like a past player, they have. It's like they carry some philosophies that just don't work today. Like, you know, yeah. don't don't let these young players get any minutes. They haven't earned them yet. Aaron Holiday is going to get way more minutes than all you guys, even though you're more talented. I'm going to run these sets because this is just what we've always run. Like, we need evolution. We need all um, just improvements, uh, new advanced ways of thinking. And, and Quinn Snyder has been providing that. And he's just like a fiery guy on the sidelines, which is much appreciated. Well, how about my team planning on uh, possibly shutting down Bojan Bogdanovic, <laughs> their top yeah. dog, their lead guy. Uh, let's not hurt our, our our prize fighter, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they uh, – Wim, Wimbenyama – come on, here I go. Wimbenyama. Wimbenyama season. Here we go. Let's go, Detroit. But that's that's all I will say I'm about my team. I think I may be more of a Scoot guy. Ah, uh, Scoot's the man. Scoot is the man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a Pistons fan. You got a more fan, bankable so I, I body, I feel. I, yeah, but as a Pistons fan, it's I'm just always waiting till lottery season. That's what's going on with the Pistons fans. Um, yeah. A lot of games coming up tonight. Uh, we're recording this. It's Thursday, Thursday night. The Knicks and Kings play tonight. Um, so that's... Tonight, we've got uh, Warriors, Grizzlies, and uh, I wanted to talk about the Warriors for a second. I mean, are you buying yeah, into them? True. The Warriors, I mean, here they are. It's tough. Doing, doing their thing. They're horrible on the road. Horrible record on the road. Um, but away from the court, Draymond Green eviscerating Dylan Brooks. I love that back and forth. Dylan Brooks is, yeah. needs to shut up, dude. I mean, come on. I'm not a Draymond fan, but on his show on the volume, totally eviscerated him. Hopefully you can go sit in the corner, Dylan Brooks, and quit fighting and talking with everybody. Um, but them as a team, getting Steph back, I mean, the, the numbers are there. Are they just going to be there in the end, as they seem to always be? You don't not think so? Not this year. No, not no. this year. I Their defense is horrible. You know, even though the Warriors are known as this elite scoring and three-point shooting team, Every year that they've been good and a contender, they've also been right up there in the top 10 on their defense. Their defense is not there. 
And and look, yeah. is that one of those things where it's like once they get to their playing game, they turn it on, and all of a sudden they're locking up everyone, and they go on a run? I don't, I, I don't know, but you can only base your predictions and opinions off what you're seeing. And they had a completely healthy lineup in the game against the Thunder the other night, and they just folded there at the end. They looked so discombobulated and unrefined. I don't know, man. Uh, they'll make the play-in. They, they probably will get through the play-in. They're not going to beat uh, Denver or probably even Memphis if, if they have Ja and uh, Steven Adams. I mean, there's a shot we get Golden State Phoenix in the first round. I mean, there's a real shot at that. Golden State's a five seed right now. Um, you know, they're kind of all right there. The West is real bunched up between five through eight, really. So who knows? Yeah, it changes like every there. day. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, as it stands right now, it'd be Phoenix-Golden State in the first round. And uh, that would that would be fun to watch. You'd hope you have Katie for that series. Um, See, I feel like that'd probably be the worst. That would actually be the worst matchup Golden State could possibly get. Like, that would be a four- 4-0 or 4-1 series mm. for Phoenix. Like you, you need Golden State to get matched up with one of these really good young teams, like Sacramento yeah. or even a Memphis if they're missing some pieces, and just hope well, that they're veteran. Everyone will want to play Memphis. Everyone will yeah. want to play Memphis. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's... I mean, you're right. The road numbers are troubling. The defensive numbers are troubling, but. You just kind of reserve the right to think that they're going to show up in the playoffs and be that team they've been. I mean, that's just that's what they do. And, you know, they at least deserve, you know, for us to think, you know, they might be that team again. I don't know. But there's some troubling numbers there. Um, you know, real quick, let's look at that. We'll find out. Maybe it'll be a great game. Prime time Saturday night. They play the Bucks. Um, so on ABC, that that'll be a big one. Um, big games this weekend, big game tonight. I guess I'll stay up for it. The Knicks and Kings late game tonight on TNT Thursday night. Um, tomorrow Raptors, Lakers, NBA TV, that, that ought to be two teams fighting hard. Fred Van Vliet yeah. just eviscerating the, the ref. Uh, yes. he, yeah. Ben yes. Taylor ref, <laughs> um, Fred Van Vliet letting it fly. Talking about the refs fine and coming. I'm sure Saturday, um, Knicks Clippers early game. Uh, Celtics Hawks, that'll be a good one. Mavs Grizzlies, eh, okay. Bucks Warriors, a primetime game. And then Suns Kings also. So that's all Saturday. Yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of good game, a lot of good games, a lot of good things to talk about, man. We could have yeah. talked some Knicks. We could have talked some Heat. We could, I, I wanted to get into like James Harden and all the crazy oh, yeah. things he's been doing lately. Are we back to prime Harden? I don't know, but. Look, it's a it's a forty-ish minute show, people. So I guess we'll hold all this till the next episode, right? Got to get it all in. Next Lakers Sunday night. Been double teamed. <laughs>